Listening to the Oz Movies Podcast only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for the latest in my recap series with Rocky, aka Rossi, that Rocky, aka Rossi, could not be here for. Uh, so we're going to do it without him. Uh, we have a fitting substitute as a co host today as we get to talk about another animated holiday special, the brand new Lego Star Wars holiday special. Uh, the long-awaited sequel to the classic Star Wars holiday special from the 70s uh, that has almost nothing from the classic Star Wars holiday special in it. Uh, but nevertheless, is still a little bit of fun. My name is Colin, and less talky-talky, more fighty-fighty. And my name is Ben, and bored, 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 bored. <laughs> You know what? I don't know what I was expecting with this. Me neither. Um, <laughs> I heard that it was happening, and I, I didn't watch it when it first came out. I, I waited because I knew we were going to be. I knew Rocky and I would be doing this episode. Um, <laughs> thank you, Rocky. You're welcome. But, I'm uh, glad to be here. <laughs> thank you, Rocky. <laughs> I like Octopussy. <laughs> and all of the other reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I, I was, I don't mind this. I mean, I was hoping for more of a tie to the, sorry, they're doing a Star Wars Lego holiday special. I was hoping more of a tie, even though we got a little bit in here. But I'm still not mad at it because they take some great shots at uh, how bad The Rise of Skywalker was, as well as, you know, how bad some other things about the Star Wars movies are. So I guess it's a bit of a parody. It's not bad. And uh uh, all these Lego specials have, have you know, uh, some some enjoyment out of them. I mean, I don't know if how much of you've seen them, but I, I watch all the Lego Star Wars stuff. I watch all the Lego anything, the Jurassic Park ones, uh, play all the Lego games. So I'm a big fan of Lego specials. And I think they, they nailed it as a Lego special. I just don't think they necessarily needed to make this the holiday special and not deliver. The, the only Lego media I've ever had anything to do with is the video games. Um, I had the... The Lego Star Wars, like complete saga one, which was great. I'm um, looking forward to the the new one coming out next year with all the films in it. Uh, I've got Lego Jurassic World. Um, you know, they're the only kind of ones I've never watched any of the other Lego things. It's kind of like it's just I don't. I mean, you've got kids. You've got an excuse to watch these things. Um, <laughs> I I just and my what, whole collection was bought <laughs> only for, after I had kids. Believe kids. it or not, yes. <laughs> Um, whereas like, it's just, I don't know. I see these things and I kind of look at them and I'm like, well, do I really need to see that? Like even the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World stuff I've not watched because at the end of the day, if something's not canon and it's just a bit silly, like I'm just like, eh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm too old for that. I'm too immature for that. <laughs> You're too um, mature. So no, Dudley I mean, do right. <laughs> shut up. That's a great movie. Um, but yeah, so this, I'd not seen anything seen and I didn't know what to expect and, I don't know still what I'm feeling about this. Like, uh, it's 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 definitely better than the original holiday special. <laughs> That's not a real high bar to clear. But there's just I don't know. Like again, it's a bit kitty. It's a bit silly. It doesn't really make sense. I know it's not meant to. Uh, I like kind of some of the jokes that they point in there. But at the same time, it's like 
uh, I don't know. I'm probably just going to be the negative Nancy on this podcast and basically pick out things when I'm meant to have fun and silliness with this. But um, I, I was really hoping they were going to like put in some more holiday special references. Like I, I, I'm, mm. I'm one of those Star Wars fans who can never be satisfied, clearly. Rise of Skywalker. Oh, <laughs> the, you've got Anakin in there. Oh, it was only a voice. It wasn't the real thing. Like, I want this. I want this. I want this. This, you've got like Anakin. You've got Qui-Gon. You've got Obi-Wan. You've got like still these. Oh, but we didn't have references to the original. Like, I can't be no. satisfied. I was hoping, like, when Poe's cooking, that you're going to have whip, whip, stir, whip, whip, stir. I know! And, like, so, there's so many open-ended things you could have had, like silly little references. But outside of Chewie's family showing up and it being life day, there's no real references. So, but other than, I mean, there's some fun bits. Like, I, I, I got some laughs out of some of it. I like kind of some of the throwbacks. And, like, as you said, some of the things that they point out that are a bit silly in this movie. But, um... In the movies, I should say, but I don't know. This is something that I think I've watched once. That's enough. Uh, I mean, I've, I've seen all them. I'm not joking. I did watch this and get into all the Lego stuff before I even had children. Uh, the majority of video games I play are the Lego games. Like the the main, I, I don't play video games a lot, a lot. Maybe every couple months I'll turn on my Xbox and play something. But it's typically like the, the Lego DC Supervillains game uh, I got for Christmas last year. And I'm still making my way through that. Uh, but I had the Lego Force Awakens game that I also hadn't finished. Uh, when I hooked my Xbox up like a couple of weeks ago and decided to play it, Casper really took to the Star Wars Lego game, not to play it, but just to watch me play it. And he will often turn on the Xbox and just say Lego Star Wars because hmm. uh, he wants me to play it. He doesn't watch Star Wars. He doesn't care about Star Wars. Get he rid of him. Knows- Get rid of him right now. <laughs> He's broken. <laughs> well, in his generation, it's okay to not like Star Wars because we've true. seen what that generation Touché. produces. Yes. This may be the high point of the Disney's Star Wars empire <laughs> uh, outside of Solo. And Mandalorian, um, please. Uh, of, of the franchise, let's say of the films, of the oh, okay. um, right. the, the Ray and a little bit of Finn, Poe, uh, Kylo Ren series. <laughs> this is maybe the high point now. But uh, no, I love all this stuff. And I, I thought he'd really be into watching this with me because I said, you want to watch a Lego Star Wars show? And he's like, yeah, Lego Star Wars show. So I turn it on and five minutes in, he walked away and I kept telling him, come back and watch this with me. He never came back. So And he still hasn't. The game, he's missing. If you've seen exactly, Casper, please call Colin Hilding on 1-800-Winnipeg. <laughs> he's, he's out in a snowbank somewhere. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the neighbor's neighbor have shuffled him away. But... <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I still think that there's some fun stuff in here. And this is kind of the way that all their Lego specials are. The first one they did, the Padawan Menace, uh, was actually kind of fun. It sort of took place during the Clone Wars. They did a series with like 3 R 2 that covered a lot of different eras of Star Wars. I like that. Uh, this one could almost be considered canon because it is no less goofy than what the Rise of Skywalker and Last Jedi gave us. So I felt this would fit more as canon than, uh, um, than you would have thought. But, uh, Still, it's not bad. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to watching again. It was long. Like, I expected this to be a half-hour special because all the Star Wars Lego specials up until now have been half an hour. At 48 minutes, this might be a little bit too much for me. Um, but- yeah, I always thought it was only half an hour, too. And I remember sort of, I, I looked at my clock. I'm like, it's been half an hour. What's going on? And I looked and it's still like 20 minutes ago. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. And I, I knew it was 48 minutes when I started it. And I think 13 minutes in, I'm like, oh, it's probably getting pretty close to the end. I'm like, it's 13 minutes in? <laughs> so goes a little bit long, but still some fun stuff in here. Uh, just before I even start the recap part, I, I want to say 100%. First of all, you're recording this, right? <laughs> yes, I hope so. If people are listening okay. to this, why? why? I didn't realize I, did we have, we done I such a bad job? I should have been recording it. <laughs> 
Um, I knew there was something but, I forgot uh, to do at the beginning of this. I mean, I've never. <laughs> it's not like I've not done this like you know nearly a thousand times. Um, <laughs> Uh, Rocky was supposed to record it. <laughs> what you're hearing right now is the redo. But um, this 100% to me feels like kind of what I joked at the beginning, that they made a Lego Star Wars special and then said, we want to release something around Christmas. How can we make this a holiday special? Well, let's throw a couple of references in there to Life Day because all the, the scenes that take place Christmassy themed, the Life Day themed stuff, takes place on the Millennium Falcon. They cut back to a couple of times that's completely removed from the regular story. You could have made this special and then spent two weeks saying, let's throw in an extra two minutes of footage to make this a life day thing. And I think that's probably my big disappointment with this. They didn't really make this a Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, I I think they were open to interpretation. You're kind of like, I mean, they're not afraid to make fun of aspects, as we've said, of Star Wars. But, I mean, I think most Star Wars fans know the stupidity around that holiday special. And I'm sure a lot of people would have liked them to poke them up. I mean, they literally call this the Lego Star Wars holiday special. So if you mm-hmm. take out the words, the Lego, you've got Star Wars holiday <laughs> special, which have created, you know, millions of hours of anxiety in any Star Wars fans in the you know subsequent, like nearly 50 years. Right. So I feel like, you know, it's, it's fun to make fun of yourself and kind of, I can respect that, but I think kind of it just, it would have, taken an extra level and it does kind of seem a bit like not that the star wars holiday special had really anything to do with christmas but i mean i'd probably argue it does it has more to do with it than this because like yeah. as you kind of say like it's kind of just thrown in there for the sake of it and and that's where like let's be honest all of us we're all enjoying the throwbacks when they go through time portals and that sort of stuff all that stuff in the millennium falcon is kind of just like you know like rose is as annoying as ever <laughs> um, the and that that's Kelly Marie Tran too. Like she's one of the few actual act. Like the voice of Finn sounds nothing like him. So it's kind of it. I don't even believe that to be Finn. Don't even get me started on Poe. Like why all of a sudden do we turn him into that? Like that was incredibly weird. Um, and like it just there's nothing involved in that whole Christmassy stuff. Like the Porgs are the only thing that I love. Um, and maybe like. <laughs> Max Rebo, I haven't heard of him. Like, okay, that was kind of funny. Like, don't you, whatever happened to the Max Rebo 8? Oh, sorry, my condolences. Like, it's kind of, you know, it's some of those things are kind of funny. But, like, at the end of the day, it's just like, okay, I don't need to see this. Um, yeah. So, it's kind of, we're here to see, like, what references are going to play. I think they essentially cover every movie with the exception. I don't think I got a Force Awakens reference. I feel um, like it's the only one. Yeah, we well, probably because there was no master in that, and the whole theme is masters and apprentices. Yeah, and we didn't get any solo or Rogue One, but uh, we got a Mandalorian reference, which was kind of cute. Yeah. Um, that was kind of funny. Um, you know what else we don't get? What don't we get? All this j- jumping through time. We don't have them even for five seconds jumping through Mala's kitchen with stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. <laughs> but, like, that if you're going to so throw funny. references. But if you're going to throw references in there, everything, and especially if you're going to go out of your way, and I really appreciated that they poked fun at stuff from all three trilogies. Mm. Why not just have one moment where you're poking fun at the holiday special? You're calling it the Star Wars holiday special. Don't just throw the family in there because people aren't going to know. Mm. Make a moment where you drop into the middle of it. You dropped into the middle of an episode of The Mandalorian. 
drop into the middle of anything that happens in the holiday special. And I think people would get a kick out of this, especially since there is more to make fun of in the holiday special than there is in the prequel original trilogy or sequel trilogy combined. Absolutely. And like everybody would have like gotten a kick out of that. Like that would have been like just a, yeah, a five second thing, have the whip whips to have B Arthur singing, you know, just have yeah. something like it just, it just would have been one of those random things that like, you know, Disney just seem to have a real problem with the way they go about fan service. Don't they? Like it's kind mm-hmm. of, they either go all in and way overboard and like, whoa, take it down a notch or they give you a tease where you're kind of like, oh yeah. And then you kind of, they don't quite fulfill what you think you should want. Yeah. And again, it's a tricky thing in the Star Wars universe because Star Wars fans are the most fickle and, uh, you know, under, uh, they're never happy. Star Wars fans are never happy. It's the worst fan. This is why Colin and I, I think as we said in those 50 hours we did last year, would never do a Star Wars only podcast because it would be the most difficult thing we could ever do because you would never please anyone uh i mean listen to us we're right now not please this is this is star wars fans in a nutshell oh look i'm in a nutshell how did i get in this bloody big nutshell <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh i can't wait to watch some powers um but yeah like that that's just like it's staring you right in the face you're calling it the star wars holiday special like the most i'm not a television writer i'm not a movie writer i'm a unemployed podcast host in victoria bc but even i surely can come up with a plot around like one little reference lol hilarious thank you for joining us on the oz network holiday special uh this year as well by the way (laughs) (laughs) uh i just want to quickly say in the cast you mentioned kelly mutran does come back as rose uh a lot of people were waiting for that uh, Billy D. Williams is back as Lando. Anthony Daniels is always C-3PO. Uh, they throw a couple of the animated voices in here, like uh, James Arnold Taylor, who is Obi-Wan in the animated stuff. He does it. Matt Lanter, who's Anakin. Anakin in this. Anakin. Uh, Matthew Matthew Wood, who is the voice of General Grievous, does the voice of Kylo Ren in this. Hmm. Uh, so they're using some of their regular people. But yeah, some of these voices just don't Whoa. sound like them at all. I. I was just going to chime in. You might be about to say the same thing. Sorry to interrupt, but like um, whoever they got to do um, Ray, I thought was I thought that was Daisy Ridley. Ridley. It was yeah. only afterwards when I looked it up that it wasn't. I was like, oh, surprise! Like she's she sounds like Daisy Ridley. And it is no surprise that they do not have Daisy Ridley, Oscar Isaac, and John Boyega in this because since we talked about the Rise of Skywalker a year ago. All three of those actors have come out to uh, voice a lot of displeasure, not just with Disney, Lucasfilm, but even with the movie Rise of Skywalker. And it's it's pretty rare that actors who get their break from something and still probably are going to make millions of dollars off of this uh, will be that vocal about how much they hated a movie. But just to show we're not alone in our hatred of Rise of Skywalker, the main actors didn't like it enough. The <laughs> so Last Jedi, Mark Hamill spent all the time bagging it out. Now they're bagging it out. And yet Disney think yeah. it's fine. Okay, then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but they have some fun with it uh, in this special too. Uh, let's get into it. So this does take place after Rise of Skywalker because Finn is a Jedi or training to be a Jedi because one of the things that Rise of Skywalker alluded to but never actually came right out and said is that Finn wanted to tell Rey, I have Force abilities uh, or I am a potential Jedi. I, that's another moment I would have loved them to say, oh, uh, you know, wouldn't have been nice if we actually knew this before because they have a <laughs> joke about that with the Emperor later on. But yeah, so now we have it. Clarity, that's what he wanted to tell Ray. <laughs> uh, so she's training him. He's not getting it. Uh, she replaces his lightsaber with the the same thing the Millennium Falcon has, a little remote droid with a stick of wood, which the remote droid sets on fire. Uh, the whole premise is she's discouraged that she's not a master. There is nothing the Star Wars fans are going to love more 
then Ray, the character that they just had be so perfect at everything without any training, all of a sudden be a Jedi master as well. But they at least address, no, I should not be a Jedi master here. Uh, so she goes off as there, I guess on Kashyyyk, we don't know because it doesn't look anything like Kashyyyk. <laughs> Another reason why this could potentially not have been a uh, Star Wars holiday special to the last minute. And there's apparently a cave there where there's some type of secret that will give her the power to be a master. That's the whole premise of this. Uh, it's life day. So they're going to throw a party on the Millennium Falcon. Now they came all the way to Kashyyyk to visit Chewie's home so they could invite everybody on board their ship for a party. <laughs> Another example of how this was clearly probably not a Star Wars holiday special to the last minute. Uh, I actually really like, it's completely different, but I like Poe in this because they gave him some personality, something that they lacked in too three movies. Just it, well, it's, it's, it's a parody. I mean, it's going to be too much. That's like saying the Emperor is too much in this. The Emperor and Poe to me are great because they're just so far over the top compared to their characters. Yeah, but like the Emperor's fun because like the Emperor's just like cartoonish. Poe's just whining and cries and wants to cook things on the bit like i get it but like he's it's not it's not as disbelievable to me disbelievable unbelievable that the emperor would be that way in a parody right like whereas like i don't get anything from poe um that this is what he would like this this should be finn being this way not poe like i don't know it's just it's odd and in all fairness he had no character in three movies, so we well, don't no know who he is. No one had character. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, let's be honest. They nailed Rose perfectly. She's annoying as fuck. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get too heavy into this, but, I mean, John Boyega's criticism has been a lot about how he, as the first black lead character, was pushed aside for the two white leads to have a love story, uh, something that I think we actually brought up on our recap. So we, we are with John Boyega. We stand with Boyega. Yeah, stand, we, hashtag stand with Boyega. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but I do like the BB-8 Christmas sweater that uh, Poe has here. Have you got one yet, Colin? Have you bought your Christmas sweater? It's it's coming. It's coming in the mail. I have an ugly Christmas sweater this year, which I'm so looking forward to wearing. I've got myself a Jurassic Park one, and uh, oh. I have ordered Mallory a Baby Yoda one, which is uh, coming soon. So uh, we will officially have ugly Christmas sweaters this year. I have a couple of like real ugly Christmas sweaters. Cause I mean, they've, they've always done things like at work, it's ugly Christmas sweater day and there's contests. Uh, last year they had it. And the person who won basically made a fireplace on their sweater. Like they, they made a frame for it. They had like fake flames and stuff like that. And of course they win cause that's creative. But I've always said, if I'm going to wear an ugly Christmas sweater, it's going to be a real ugly Christmas sweater. And in that contest, somebody actually told me that they voted for me because mine was the most authentically ugly. And I'm like, yes. And, but then Victory. you were like, what are you talking about? This is just my daily sweater. Like, the, you Yeah, know. I wore this last Tuesday. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you rock up to work that day. You win. And you're like, what's today? Ugly sweater. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I should have worn something. And I was like, yeah, you're not? Yeah. <laughs> and, and also that guy with the fireplace, you were disappointed that it wasn't real fire, so they weren't on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're going to burn. <laughs> burn. Is uh, your favorite but- song, Burn Baby Burn, Disco Inferno? <laughs> Uh, burning down the house, uh, just replace the lyrics with man. Um, uh, the Johnny Cash, down, down, down in a burning ring of fire. Ring of fire, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, the, the the Christmas sweater thing, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I've been looking a lot this year at some of these, for the first time, looking at these themed Christmas sweaters. My favorite is one I found, which is 
an ugly Christmas sweater of Mr. Bean with a turkey on his head. I'm like, nah, if I'm buying anything this one, year, yeah. it's going to be that. Well, I, I, like, well, I was tossing it because it was a Friends one, and I think it was with Joey. There was, there was a really funny Friends one that I really wanted to get to. And then I was in a store recently, and they've got a bunch of NHL ugly sweaters. But to be all fair, like a lot of the NHL ones actually aren't that ugly. Like, they look, like, Yeah, they look great. Kind of cool. I'd wear that. Um, mm-hmm. But no, my Jurassic Park one, like it's, it's, it toes a line of ugly, but also kind of cool. So um, oh. you will see it soon. I will. I, I hope so. Um, anyways, Star Wars ugly Christmas sweaters exist in the Star Wars universe. I like that. Uh, so Ray goes to this thing, this cave. Oh, we should also mention Poe's constantly crying in this special and blaming it on uh, the fur and the pollen uh, and its allergies. Yep. Brilliant. Call anyways. Gold. So when Ray finds this key in the cave, she's like, but what does it do? And it opens this giant portal behind her. Uh, nice Stargate crossover here. <laughs> Stargate exists in this universe. And Doctor Strange. Uh, I was thinking more Doctor, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, her back's to it, so she doesn't notice. But basically, this portal takes her to all the different places throughout the course of the nine Star Wars movies and some of the TV shows. Uh, and there are some nice ones here. We're going to breeze through a lot of this. Uh, I like when she lands on Dagobah and her head lands in the mud. When she pulls the head out, the hair comes off. The one thing I feel like they really miss in a lot of these Lego specials is playing up on it being Legos. Like what I liked about the early Lego video games is it would be Lego. Mm. When you shot somebody in Lego Indiana Jones, they would crumble into Lego pieces, you know? And so when they have the little gags like that, I like they throw in like the hair comes off still. Uh, she's basically trying to figure out how to be a master. And she's seeing Yoda training Luke because Luke's standing on his head, moving the rocks. And she says, let's listen to see what type of profound wisdom they have. Master, the blood's really rushing my head. <laughs> uh, and... Um, uh, we go th- from this, the portal opens again and we land up in the Phantom Menace, the opening scene where they're sitting at the table waiting for the Trade Federation and Obi-Wan just bored, bored, bored. Who cares about trade dispute? There's their moment of let's have some fun with, uh, All you know. All the prequel it, stuff is the best stuff. You know, the prequel stuff is always good. Like there should have been a sand reference. Come on. Like open yeah. to so much stuff there. But no, I love this. Like bored, 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 <laughs> bored. <laughs> There is a mistake here, though. I don't know if you were um, anal enough to pick up on it. When she drops after this into the opening scene for Anakin and Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones where they're riding the elevator up to see Padme, that whole, I haven't seen her in 10 years, Master. Anakin has his hair from Revenge of the Sith, but Mm. it's when he should just have the short hair with the braid. God, Disney, come on. Come on. But but we do get get the, hello there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, we get a triple hello there in this this episode. (laughs) Uh, they, they end up on the Death Star. I like that they completely duplicated that shot where the mm. X-Wings are flying towards the Death Star with the music playing. And then when they dive into the trench for the first time, like going all out and making it like shot for shot, the same angle and everything. Uh, there's um, her ending up in Luke's lap in the middle of uh, Yeah, <laughs> the they have a bit too X-wing. much fun in that, I think. Yeah, ooh, Daisy Ridley. Uh, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, yeah, Mark Hamill, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> rather Mark Hamill in my lap, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, and um, you have Obi-Wan saying, use the Force, Luke, and they're all distracted because she's in his lap. And then I like that Obi-Wan is, <clears throat> I said, use the Force, Luke. <laughs> uh, and we eventually get um, back at the Millennium Falcon. They're doing some decorating. Uh, Poe is trying to roast the turkey in the blasters of the Millennium Falcon. And we get to the Emperor Invader. This is where a lot of it's going to take off here. The Emperor Invader. I'm going to cover the whole thing here. because <laughs> Might as well. 
we're halfway through it already. The Emperor Invader on the Death Star 2. And this was probably, to me, the funniest stuff in the whole episode, where he's saying, ah, oh, here we are and the Death Star 2. And Vader's like, Death Star 2 sounds kind of derivative. What about Starkiller Base? Like, that's the stupidest name I've ever heard, Vader. <laughs> and then later on when Kylo Ren comes in and he says, oh, yeah, we called our Starkiller Base. Starkiller Base. I like the sound of that. Vader's like, hello. <laughs> Uh, he gives him his Christmas present, <laughs> which is a mug, Galaxy's Best Emperor, which the Emperor throws into the portal. Oh, I shopped around for five different gift shops looking for that. <laughs> like, what's kind of redundant? I'm the only Emperor. <laughs> like, this is the spinoff I want. I want the Lego Emperor Vader show, because they're so good in this. Uh, throw the Kylo Ren stuff in there as well. Um, I like the, the colors uh, of the shirt bit when it's like I'm here to check your abs. I mean your your shirt. I mean your yeah. <laughs> yeah so they they end up getting blasted into this too. They they we get them meeting Kylo Ren shirtless, of course. <laughs> they even have the line over there. Can you please put a shirt on? Uh, uh, but by, by the way, I did, did we ever talk about Mallory's reaction to Adam Driver? Was she into uh, him? Generally, when she's into someone, I know about it immediately. It's like, oh, he's attractive, or blah blah blah. I think with Adam Driver, it's just there was there's no reaction. You know, there's nothing. Like it's not that she doesn't not like, but generally, I would hear about it. Um, so I'm, yeah, we famously talked about how Jamie had no opinion on him whatsoever until he took his shirt off. Mm. Uh, but she's very into Adam Driver even still. And I thought that was just one of her weird things because I've even heard other people sort of refer to Adam Driver as like, oh, women like him because he's shirtless, but he's not an attractive man. I heard from somebody else in the last couple of weeks who's in love with Adam Driver. So, I mean, he's he's got his he, female following out there, I guess. I think I mentioned on one of our episodes, he reminds me a lot of my brother-in-law. Um, funnily enough, his name is Adam. But um, <laughs> I think that the funny thing that I really appreciated with Adam Driver this year was on um, last week tonight with John Oliver. He kind of had like a, a an ongoing joke that like John Oliver would just go on a rant about how sexy Adam Driver is and he would come up with these all like sexual innuendos like plow me hard you big chunk of wood or something like just would come up with these really inappropriate things so on the final episode they um, got Adam Driver on to like call John Oliver and basically go off at him and like yell at him like this is borderline this is borderline sexual assault like what are you saying I've got people coming up to me in the street trying to ship us what's going on here John I don't even know you who are like I'll have to send you the link it's on YouTube and then like he basically tells John Oliver to like get up and go out and see the world. John Oliver's like, is that an order? And it's like, could you maybe <laughs> say that? Like, order me? And he's like, oh. Like, it's funny. You, yeah. It's, look it up, uh, people. I will. Uh, I, and our listener will too, Rocky. Yes, uh, Rocky. But I'm going to cover all the storyline stuff and then leave some of the Millennium Falcon stuff for the end because that's uh, there's some fun stuff, but it's pretty short. Uh, so Vader and the Emperor um, uh, are getting blasted throughout time. They end up on Hoth. We get two Vaders there where the Stormtroopers couldn't tell the difference. Oh, who am I supposed to be listening to? I'm Vader. No, I'm Vader. Um, we have the drop through of the Mandalorian too. A uh, very quick moment where they're all just looking at uh, Grogu. Saying, yes, oh, he's so cute. Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a big fight on Tatooine at, at some point, which I guess is where everything merges together. So you have all these characters from all the different eras who start this massive fight as Luke's looking out at the sunset. A New Hope Luke is going to get blasted into the main storyline here, along with Kylo Ren and Vader and uh, Emperor and Rey. Uh, but nice little nod that they end up on the pod, fighting on the pod during the pod yep. race. Yep. Uh, and then from there, they end up on Exegol uh, during the, the, the cloud 
fighting sequence. There was no horses there, sadly, uh, from the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and um, yeah, so basically the, the majority of this takes place on the second Death Star now as the Emperor has the power for this key that can control time and all that. Luke from New Hope is there, doesn't know what's going on. They even keep saying something about dad. Uh, and it's like, Whoa, what do you mean dad? And he goes, oh, Darth Vader. It's like, who's Darth Vader? Because of course he's from the early New Hope, doesn't know. Luke from uh, Return of the Jedi shows up. Uh, so you got two Lukes in there. Uh, the big thing that's going on here that I loved was the Emperor trying to replace Vader hmm. because Kylo Ren spoiled for him that uh, he's going to betray you and throw you down into the reactor. What? And then Vader's like, I haven't done anything. And then uh, as Kylo Ren's um, uh, introducing himself or kind of showing off, he's like, let me see your lightsaber. Ooh, nifty cross guard on there. Much better than <laughs> Vader's lightsaber. And Vader's like, oh. <laughs> and then he's like, tell me, do you have a helmet? Oh, I like that helmet. Let me put it back together for you. Uh, and he's like, did you, did you ever betray your master and throw them down a reactor? And they cut to the shot of Kylo Ren stabbing Snoke and he's like, uh, down a reactor? No, come with me, you <laughs> apprentice. <laughs> and it just becomes a battle of Kylo Ren and Darth Vader from this point on. Uh, we have the big battle uh, with Luke and Luke and Vader and Emperor and everybody. Uh, it, it does get the electrocution in there. Um, somehow this all ties in and ends up the exact same way it, it was supposed to end with Vader throwing the Emperor down the reactor, but it wasn't because uh, he wanted to save his son. It was because he was tired of trying to be replaced and he wasn't sure who he was supposed to be siding with because the emperor was against him. Uh, so Ray will eventually uh, go back and learn that she can be a good master because Yoda comes in force ghost form and tells her, you know, stuff that stop following the Jedi texts and, you know, just do what you feel is right. Uh, you're a good master. And I'll shows him a vision of Finn where Finn's talking about how great Ray is. Cause that's all people do in Star Wars is talk about how great Ray is. Uh, so she goes back and decides to become his master. Now, the stuff of the Millennium Falcon that's uh, kind of fun here is um, the uh, um, Lando cameo we get with Billy D. Williams coming in, getting the Christmas present. Uh, it's, please be a cape, please be a cape, please be a cape. And he opens it up and Admiral Akbar, it's a wrap! <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh at that, but isn't Admiral Akbar dead? Yeah, you know, well, good point. Yeah, he should be dead here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because this isn't like this is when we're past all the time, yeah. You know, portals or whatever. So but it's yeah, a very good point. Funny. That is. Funny. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. Just like, uh, yeah, I think they did that on the end of one of the other Lego Star Wars specials, mm. where the credits roll and then you just see Admiral Akbar's face pop up and he goes, "It's a wrap," and then they just <laughs> ended it. So that's sort of become like the Lego Star Wars tradition, I guess. The Admiral Akbar cameos. Um, Maz is there. Where's my boyfriend? Chewie tackles her to the ground, gets it on. Uh, which is awkward because his family's there. The only reference to the Star Wars holiday special, other than the fact that it is Life Day, we see Mala and Lumpy and Itchy and Poochie. Uh, and and all the Chewy and Garfield and Odie. <laughs> yeah. Carly and... Uh, but they do nothing. It's it's clearly supposed to be the same characters, but they don't do anything. And And they do so little that... Let me just read the comments that Rossi sent us to include on here. One of the things he angrily typed to me was, where was Lumpy? He wanted to see Lumpy. Lumpy wasn't in there. Uh, and the cookie, he mentioned the same thing. Perfect opportunity for a cooking segment. Poe is trying to cook this entire thing. Just have him go stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir, anything. Throw a B. Arthur thing in there. Have, have Betty White show up, even if it's not B. Arthur, because she's dead. Betty Aww. White's going to live forever. 
You just killed uh, Betty White now. She's going to die oh, in the coming days. Don't kill Betty White. That's only your power. I don't have that type okay, of power. Okay, well, Betty White will be dead in the coming days. So Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll just blame Disney. Um, Fuck, she's going to seriously die now, isn't she? Uh, I just want to Hold mention... Hold on, Betty. Don't go towards the light. We, uh, this is completely off topic, but we were mentioning on another episode you're going to hear in a few days about how uh, my nephew randomly posted like 8,000 messages to you in one day. Uh, he messaged me yesterday and said, hi, Uncle Colin. And I messaged him back. Hello. <laughs> Hello like there. That. And now a day later, he says, hi, Uncle Colin. Sorry, I didn't get back to you. <laughs> I didn't realize how long Uncle Colin was. I need to get back to you on something. <laughs> You'll make a so great businessman one day, your nephew. <laughs> Rick, if you're listening. <laughs> I like Rick. Rick's a good guy. Oh, he's hilarious. Rick's and hilarious. angry at times. Who's the other one? Uh, well, there's Elijah. There's uh, Elijah's probably the other one you met. Which is which is the one that doesn't that likes me? That's Rick. Oh, of course. That's why he sends me 80,000 yeah. messages. <laughs> because, he, because you like Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Thank you. There's our one Manitoba listener uh, compared to our 65% okay, Saskatchewan we, listenership. Can we just also take it? We, we mentioned in this other episode, download our Jack Frost recap in however many days it is until this comes out. <laughs> we, t- we lose our shit about the fact that Hayden Christensen is coming back to Star Wars yeah. and we should really be talking about all the Star Wars stuff in here. Can we just take a moment to say that like Spider-Man 3 in an MCU is going to oh, be yeah. like, the greatest thing ever? <laughs> yeah. Like we're we're minutes away from getting the Topher Grace announcement as oh, we speak. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually not joking when I say this. Like I fucking hate Topher Grace in that movie, and he's annoying as fuck. I want him in this movie. I want them to get every like. Where's Willem Dafoe? I've not heard Willem Dafoe appearing yet. Like I want them to get every single main person in all of those movies to come back. I want to see uh, what's his name, Thomas Hayden Church. I want to see all of them. I want to see him come back and like just just go all fucking guns blazing. I, I will I will be camping out to see that movie. As soon as I and see Tom Maguire s- officially confirmed, I'm I'm camping outside the cinema. And I want to see the animated ones from the Into the Spider-Verse movie appear too. Because they'll find a way to make it work. They, they will, absolutely. Because, I mean, this is sounding I epic. S- this is sounding so epic. I saw Topher Grace in something recently. What was it? Oh, yeah, it was an episode of the new Twilight Zone. It was actually a good episode. I remember watching and thinking, ah, oh, there's somebody you haven't seen since 2008. Topher. 2007, maybe. Who calls their kid Topher? <laughs> like, seriously, Topher. Uh, we should mention there's also a um, uh, cameo. Oh, I was, I was going to call her by her character's name on the Americans, but Carrie Russell. We have a Carrie Russell cameo where she makes out with um, Poe with her helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Max Rebo thing, as you mentioned, uh, we also get Greedo walking in saying McClunky. <laughs> Which, okay, funny, also dead, also a bad guy. But okay, yeah. let's go on with the same page. Speaking of dead, uh, the best shot they take in this entire movie, TV show, whatever you want to call it, is the Emperor, where uh, he even says to him, how are you even here? And basically, let's reference the fact that they never explained it in The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and uh, also the Han shot first thing. Those are the other big shots they take of the trilogy. We have the two Han Solos, the Force Awakens. I guess that would be our Force Awakens reference is we have the Force Awakens Han there. Yeah. Uh, along with the New Hope Han. And they're just going back and forth. Uh, who should f- shoot first or whatever? And they both shoot Greedo at the exact same time. Mm. Uh, that's basically it. Um, the Star Wars holiday special featuring very little holiday stuff. Um, 
and uh, yeah, the emperor spinning both ways in his chair. <laughs> That's funny. It's a chair, and it goes both ways. <laughs> I like kind of when Kylo runs on it. One thing else I love is every time they cut to the uh, Death Star, parts parts are falling off it. Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I kind of think that's funny. And also, um, no Jar Jar appearance, but a dig at Jar Jar. That's even yeah, worse than Jar Jar's inaugural Senate speech. Yeah. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, is part of the reason why the Emperor became the Emperor. We went over that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, actually, I think talking about it has made it better for some reason. Like, it is, like, legitimately some it's of It's usually the stuff, opposite with us. Yeah, it usually is the opposite. But, like, kind of just, like, I, I did legitimately laugh at a large portion of this. This I'm calling it a movie. Um <laughs> It's, it's it's in between, right? It's like it's a special TV movie. Um, but, like, because, like, one thing that I... Uh, if we ever want to keep going on Star Wars, and let's be honest, we will do The Rise of Skywalker one day. Um, and, you know, we'd like to do The Mandalorian and other things. I would love to be able to do the the parodies. Like, I'd love to do the Family Guy trilogy of, of parodies because I think that's just... It's so brilliantly funny, just the, the pot shots they take at it. And this kind of reminded me of some of that. Um, and it just, just the way, like, I like it when you meet Kylo Ren and he's dancing and he's like singing that song. And then I like it when he sees, um, Darth Vader for the first time, grandpa, like it reminds yeah. me of the, how it should have ended videos with it. Like, I have a son. Um, <laughs> and then like, it's like, I'm like your biggest fan. And you cut to the wall and you see all these like Darth Vader posters on the wall. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, I just love the emperor. Just like, and like when he's falling down the thing and his shaft is like, Wait a minute, it's a life day miracle. I've been such a horrible emperor. This mug actually was quite thoughtful. Maybe I reacted too angrily. <laughs> just like little things like that, I just think are actually quite funny. Um, but like, it's they do make fun of some of the things in the Disney, in the sequel trilogy, but I don't think they go as far as like they should have because clearly it's their own product, oh, yeah. right? They don't want to, you know, point out obvious flaws in it. Um, but for them to point out the fact the emperor has never explained why he's there, yeah, uh, credit to them. But they could have got they could have gone a little bit further than that. I feel like I feel like you know like oh don't overthink it or something. I don't know. Just like uh, who's the voice of the emperor? The voice the emperor is great. Like so yeah, uh, let me look it up here. Uh, keep talking. I will find it. He's not in the main cast. Cool. Um, good for obviously a big star. Um, I also just can I put it, you say Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Daniels. Um, good on Anthony Edwards though; he would have been good. Um, always C three PO. Like he's got like one line in this whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like that's all he says. Also, the end bit where you see the Force ghost of Luke and Leia again because you got to ram it down our throat. Like, oh, raise a Skywalker. She's not a Skywalker. No. Uh, <laughs> just stop it. Um. Yeah, I don't know what else I have to add, really. <laughs> so the guy who does the voice of the Emperor, Trevor Deval, oh, yep. uh, he's from Edmonton. Good for And um, he's most known for voicing the Emperor and Admiral Akbar in other Lego Star Wars specials. The, the, the one thing actually that's interesting with like hearing the Darth Vader voice and with the great announcement that Hayden Christensen is going to be in, in this Obi-Wan series, which on many levels is kind of odd because we're never going to see him as Hayden Christensen. Are we? We're just going to see him in armor. So like, I mean, they could have literally said, well, Oh yeah. Hey, Hayden Christensen's totally coming back. But then like, he's just in a suit the whole time. We right? could, we could have him as you know, force visions or flashbacks. 
Well, he really hasn't aged. You could do a flashback still. Well, the thing that's interesting though is I can't imagine they're going to get James Earl Jones to come on and sign and like mm. and talking about people who are nearly dead. I'm probably about to kill him now too. But like, I mean, he's <laughs> in his nineties, isn't he? Um, and like, let's be honest, uh, he was terrible in The Lion King and. Even his voice acting in Rogue One wasn't exactly fantastic. It did sound a little bit off. So you're going to have to recast the iconic voice of Darth Vader. And I'm not saying go with this one because this one doesn't sound quite on point. I'm sure they'll get someone a little bit better. But um, that's going to be an interesting thing to kind of have a different Darth Vader voice. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I'm honestly thinking we might get more Anakin in that than we are going to get Darth Vader. I and mean, they sort of announced it as he's coming back as Darth Vader but they didn't get Hayden Christensen back for the Rogue One stuff. So I feel like if you're going to get Hayden Christensen, you're going to show him as Anakin. Uh, and it's probably not going to be what most people think. I mean, it, it could be like, you know, the, the vision Luke has on Dagobah where there's a Darth Vader there, or maybe there's, it's going to, they like to, let's try to tie into the, the sequel movies, the, the new trilogy, uh, because we never properly explain anything then. What if they show, that Obi-Wan and Anakin can have some type of force connection like Rey and um, uh, Kylo Ren did, except Anakin would project himself as himself and not in a suit of armor. Which, yeah, you're right. And kind of like, I think the big thing you and I were talking off air, which is a bit of a throw off, is that, you know, Kathleen Kennedy's come out and said, this will be the rematch of the century or whatever. And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. you can't really do much with that because the rematch is in A New Hope. (laughs) Like that's kind of the first time they're going to see each other. And what talking to my friend Josh, like he's very much into a lot of all the other stuff. And he was telling me about the Darth Vader comics in which kind of like a lot of that's all about Vader searching for Obi-Wan and kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to find him and stuff like that. So yeah, like as exciting as it is, it's obviously got questions about it too. But at the end of the day, who gives a fucking flying fuck? We've got Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor coming back for a TV show together. What, like Mm -hmm. what's not to love? Yeah. Um, we don't really have much we could do on this, like critics reviews, box office or anything like that. Did it get any Let's just read. Though? Like, did it actually, did, what did people think of this? Uh, well, you see if you can find anything on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I, I know that, uh, a lot of these Star Wars fan reactions I heard was it's slightly better than the holiday special. <laughs> Rossi, uh, did comment here. Um, I just want to put it on record that I was very disappointed. I was expecting a remake of the original holiday special, but Lego version. And we did not get that. And he also said, where's Lumpy in the cooking segment? Um, but, uh, if we look on IMDB here, which I guess will give us reaction it's got a 6.5, which is not great. It's average. Uh, so I don't know. Is there anything on Rotten Tomatoes for this? 70% tomato meter and 63% audience. Score. And so... just to see whether we take that seriously, what is the rise of Skywalkers uh, or our last I, Jedi? Do I have to click on that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the right, isn't the last Jedi like 90 something 90. percent? Yeah. Yeah. Whoever, whoever thinks uh, that's a 90% movie, go get your fucking head checked. <laughs> All those critics out there. Uh, I, I have one that I can read here uh, that <laughs> this will sum up everything that we want. Uh, one star on IMDb, shortest review ever is the title from Crows18865. No B. Arthur plus no Harvey Corman equals no holiday special. <laughs> Am I supposed to just replace these beloved holiday special characters with Ray and Finn? Your mind must have been whip, whip, stir, stir, whipped if you think this garbage is worthy of the name of Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> uh, I like the headline here. This is not the holiday special you're looking for. No callbacks <laughs> at all to the 1978 holiday special. Don't try to make new trilogy canon. <laughs> well, that's already kind of the case but um yeah 
Jeez. I, I love uh, how we're not the only ones who are uh, upset that uh, there's no more references in there. There could have been. It seems to be that's the majority of people's complaint is that despite the fact that everybody hates the ho- holiday special, you have Lego, which is made to make fun of things. I mean, no matter what it is, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, Lego Marvel uh, Avengers, Lego DC superheroes, all of those are going out of their way to parody the content that they're they're putting out there. And this is parodying Star Wars perfectly. It's just not parodying the one thing that the title says that it's supposed to be parodying. So that's, and, that's I think, the big problem. And just another thing, too, which I think is just funny, going back to my point about you can never please Star Wars fans. You know, this is like being the the redheaded stepchild of the star Wars universe forever. And yet people complain that it's not being referenced or this is that. And it's, it's kind of like the prequels. Let's be honest. Like we're in that page. Like, I mean, I never shat on the prequels like most people did, but nowadays like people are nostalgic for the, the prequels and get so excited for Hayden Christensen. When for the most part, everyone's like, Oh, those movies don't exist. They're terrible. Like, you know, they, yeah. they're the only, that's not my star Wars and things like that. So let's be honest in 10 years time, when episodes uh, 10, 11 and 12 come out, we're all going to be like, wow, the sequel trilogy was so good. <laughs> weren't they no we're not gonna no. get to that <laughs> <laughs> not in a uh, world that the, until disney come out and hold like a global press conference we fucked up the last jedi and rise of skywalker don't count we're gonna remake them and we're gonna make them better then we will we will listen this we're terminating that we're, we're literally going on the terminator <laughs> thing uh, these plot keywords are barely even worth reading i mean it's princess Leia character, character. oh what month yeah. could that be uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi character. Um, there's Life Day. Oh, I wonder what's going to be on Life Day month here. The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Not even the original Star Wars Holiday <laughs> Special has the plot keyword Life Day, apparently. Wow. Um, six word title month. And Mandalorian mentions Life Day. There was an episode, one of the very first few episodes that yeah. mentioned uh, that as well. So, um, yeah. Why isn't that on there? Uh, we could do six word title month with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. How to Get Away with Murder, The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, and Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Is that six Boy. words? The Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, Grindelwald is one name, so yes. Okay, cool. Isn't that the name of um, John Chevy Chase's character? No? that's <laughs> Clark W. Grindelwald. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you going to do with this? I was coming into this with a firm bin, I actually thought, just because I was kind of, I didn't know how I feel about it. But like, we've talked, you've talked me up to a rent. Like, I kind of just, like, I had, ah. like, I don't, again, I don't think I'll watch this again. Like, because, mm-hmm. like, I would just cuddle, like, I would just watch the Emperor and Darth Vader stuff. Like, that's the fun stuff. Like, that and the Kylo Ren. That's the part that I'm enjoying, I'm liking. And the silly little references. It's just too long. Um, so, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll rent it. It's a, it's a medium to low rent, but I'll, I'll rent it. I'd go to a medium to high rent because I think that it is very enjoyable, even if it is too long. Uh, and it's, it, you can't hold it against this and then the rating that it wasn't what you expected. I think they could have called it something else, but it doesn't take away the fact that it is still enjoyable. Uh, and even the stuff that clearly is tacked on so that they could make this a holiday special, it's still enjoyable even with that, with like the Max Rebo and uh, it's a wrap and all that. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit higher than you and go for a rent. It's a, <laughs> it's a rent. It's a rent. It's a rent. Now, Ben, now we Colin. have something else exciting coming up in a few days because we're now at the point where we're doing two Christmas episodes a week. Yes. Um, we're talking about a movie that is beloved in your household. Whether or not it's by you, we don't know. Yes. Um, <laughs> Jack Frost. Jack Yay. Frost. 
Um, just Michael to, Keaton is a snowman. Just to date this, we literally recorded this episode before we did this episode, so um, I'm kind of over talking about it. Um, but <laughs> let's be honest, I'm I'm not a fan. So uh, you get to hear nearly two hours of me talking about shit. So I'm sure that uh, Lad Undercover will be tuning in. And Lad, thank you as always. <laughs> for uh, commenting on things that we don't like. When you were talking about Dark Fate recently, was that our recap or our review? Like, I don't understand (laughs) which one you were listening to. Um, It was the recap. It was two weeks ago. I had to listen to the episode to figure it out. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're only two weeks behind now rather than like two years. But please confirm to us if you are Lad Undercover or L-A-D Undercover. Like, uh, what are you? Who are you? L-A... Dundercover, maybe. Well, you, yeah. <laughs> or maybe you're Ladundercover. Like, maybe it's one word. Ladundercover. Well, well, you know what? He, he he very loyally listened to all of our Star Wars episodes. And I think even uh, put... Maybe maybe Ladundercover's not even a he. We don't even know. Well, we're maybe, we're maybe assuming Ladun- their gender. I apologize. If you're a she, Who? I know a guy you know called what? Noah could maybe date, her, <laughs> date him. Or even if you're a man, you could date him. Like, And you know what? Ladundercover might have been a gent when we first recorded this episode but might not be by the time he listens to it we so need to cover our bases this isn't no judgments here oz network anymore this is uh the very uh, again i'm a feminist voice i need to ensure that things are looked at properly <laughs> um but and also i want you to ask answer us the other question if we had a patreon would you be our only subscriber <laughs> or are you just not on that we- level and you know what? Patreons, when we do eventually launch that, get to pick episodes for us to cover. And we've seen your spreadsheet for Star Wars. There's a lot oh. of content we have not talked about here yet. Like, like legit, like our top tier, we will have like bone, like you can choose anything, um, like legitimately anything. So you could make us watch like the Ethiopian version of, of Gilmore Girls and we will watch it. <laughs> Probably more entertaining than the American version of Gilmore Girls, let's be honest. But, you know. I was a big fan of the Ethiopian holiday special of the Gilmore Girls. That was one of my personal favorites. <laughs> the Ethiopian holiday special of Gilmore Girls. There's a sentence that I bet you never thought you would hear on this podcast. Hey, you know what happened? When we when we launch Patreon, we will offer as a bonus my script for the Ethiopian version of Gilmore Girls holiday special. I want you to make a t-shirt, Colin, of... Um, too busy watching the Ethiopian version of <laughs> Girls Holiday Special. Uh, thank you for joining us, Lad Undercover uh, or LA Dundercover, whatever your name is. <laughs> we'll be back for more Christmas next week. My name is Anthony Rossi. And my name is Ben, and the new path gave me a splinter. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.